Diana lay back on the hood of the truck parked behind the diner and gazed up at the moon. The night was well advanced and the cool wind ruffled her raven hair and made her nipples stiffen and push against the thin fabric of her halter top. It was a pleasant sensation. Off in the distance a coyote yip-yip. It was one of the few desert sounds she despised, seemed to carry with it all the loneliness and longing in the world. And loneliness and longing were two emotions she knew only too well. After a time, she slipped down off the truck and padded restlessly through the night until she reached the edge overlooking the silent house. Agnes's new man was down there, Agnes's fiancé. The thought made her smile coolly. Moonlight glistened on her fine white teeth. Somewhere behind her, the coyote howled again. She tilted her head and listened to it. Loneliness, she thought. Longing. At last, she moved. She slunk down the slope towards the house, her movements silent and supple, her strong shoulders held well back, her hips thrust well forward, her long, slim legs working seductively with every nimble step she took. Loneliness and longing. She knew of only one way to keep them at bay. It had been a long day. Mitch was asleep almost the moment his head hit the pillow. His sleep was deep and dreamless. He didn't even stir when his bedroom door opened and then closed again near silently a few seconds later. Diana's shadow slithered across him. Standing beside the bed, she looked down at him with a mixture of curiosity and hunger. Glittering green eyes traced the shape of his sheet-covered body, the curve of his muscular biceps, the broad swell of his chest, the shallow bulge of his crotch, the long, lean lines of his legs. She liked what she saw. At length, she set her weight gently on the edge of the bed. He jerked awake then and promptly froze, his eyes going wide. For Diana was holding a blade, a long, sharp hunting knife against his throat. His heart hammering, he swallowed, felt the weight of the keen blade pressing insistently against his Adam's apple, and then he did his best to stop breathing. In the dark, he could only see her silhouette, slim, sleek, sexy, her oval face, tan, deep bronze, but wiped clean of war paint now, surrounded by a wild snarl of midnight black hair. She was breathing softly, and he felt each gentle exhalation caress the side of his face. She smelled of sage and creosote, of desert star, of ghost flowers, of the outdoors, of the desert. What? She put a finger to her lips to indicate silence. With the knife at his throat, he needed no second urging. Then she brought her face down to his, and he felt the heat radiating from her. She touched her heart-shaped lips to his, and they were soft and warm, and despite the knife, he responded, kissing back, opening his mouth, tasting her tongue with his. Some incalculable time later, she drew back slowly, both of them breathing harder now. He opened his mouth, began to whisper a question. A low, hissing chirp filled the room. Diana turned to the window. Mitch did the same. There, on the sill of the open window, stood a big slate-gray cat. His back arched his pale, copper-colored eyes bright and hateful, his tiny mouth yanked wide with a snarl. Benji. Before Mitch could say anything, Diana hurled the knife at the cat. The blade thunked into the frame just inches from Benji's front paws. He arched his back even higher, spat again, and whirled around and leaped into the darkness. Wordlessly, she got up, appearing part feline herself, and went over and pulled the knife out of the woodwork, then returned to the bed. Mitch, 
tense, not sure what she was going to do next, and muttered, Pretty handy with that thing. She held the blade to his lips. It was cold and sharp, and it delivered her message to perfection. Shut up. Then she set the knife on the bedside table, curled her fingers under the hem of her top, and pulled it off over her head. He swallowed hard. She dropped the garment at her feet, unbuttoned her cutoffs, then slowly, deliberately drew down the zipper. It made a soft, purring sound in the silence. The shorts dropped to her ankles, and she stepped out of them. She wasn't wearing any panties. Watching her, his lust growing stronger in the pit of his belly, Mitch studied her like a man in a trance. By any standard, she was stunning. 